I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of AusBiz. Our goal at AusBiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favor to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at osbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Osbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, it is the 30th of April. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in finance, business, and startups. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott for a change. Hey, Scotty. How are you? It's exciting. It's Friday. It's Friday. I made my first Friday after my uh, my time back, so it's uh, it's good to be here. Yeah, good. Well, we've had we've been happy to have you back this week. A week that has been a bit rocky, a bit up and down, I guess I could say, for the local share market. But even though we saw, you know, end of month selling, if you want to call it that, on the S&P ASX 200 and the X 200, overall, a positive month. Yeah. Big bickies, three and a half percent. That's nothing to scoff at. Yeah. So uh, if you took that every month, the, uh, we'll be all Going living the dream. Well. Yeah. Playing. And that is... Uh, Liquidity, it's it's stimulus still. It's better economic data. It's this V-shaped recovery in the US. And despite all that, still more stimulus to come. Not only monetary policy stimulus, but also fiscal policy stimulus. You know, we're we're talking now about that one point eight cool trillion dollars in the US coming to fruition. Yeah, and then on top of that, another two point three trillion infrastructure maybe. Just keeps coming the trillions left, right, and center. But uh, I'm a little bit. Whilst it's uh, it all looks good for the time being, and at the surface level, it uh, it all appeals uh, piece rosy. I just can't help but feel that there's a, there is a brewing storm coming from something because it just seems to be too easy, too much optimism out there. And generally, those uh, when you get such an imbalance of uh, of views, uh, things get a little bit rocky. I'm not saying it's going to happen uh, in like the immediate future, but certainly uh, volatility seems to be far too benign given uh, the risk that we may see, particularly when it comes to uh, a hot economy leading to uh, maybe a sooner pullback in uh, those stimulus measures. Well, we'll see. I mean, we had a chat with Chris Weston from IG earlier today. He is expecting volatility to pick up. But as far as some of the thematics, I mean, we started out this month talking about, you know, growth into value into cyclicals and Boy, commodities are doing well. We had a chat with Chris Conway for Marcus today. He is continuing to buy that commodities theme, and he's given us two buys. You can access that in the show notes. We also spoke with Sean Fenton at Sage Capital today, Scuddy, and he, you know, we talked inflation, we talked uh, plenty more besides, but he says right now there are a couple buys. Uh, 
in the industrial space because they are able right now to pass along some of those rising costs to customers. Yeah, margin pressures are going to be the uh, the story for the next quarter if they're not already uh, out there at the moment because we're seeing those input costs that come through from higher commodity prices. Uh, now, whether they can go and pass it on, well, of course, we've got lots of I know cashed up households and businesses. A lot will be able to go and absorb that and probably wouldn't bat an eyelid. But uh, it can only last for so long. And uh, we're going to have a lot of constraints in a lot of commodity markets, it seems, for a while. So uh, be warned on that one. When it comes to data this week, I suppose inflation was the one here locally this week that got a lot of um, attention uh, because it just doesn't seem as if there's real um, signs of inflation here in Australia. Yeah, there was a bit of um, government stimulus impact in this results, but overall, a very benign picture. It is, but it's what's coming down the pipe, which is going to be more important. And uh, you're right, home builder, um, various uh, incentives from the government to go and help uh, train up young Australians as well, help to go and depress uh, education costs. Uh, inflationary pressures are coming, I uh, wrote in my view earlier this week that I think that uh, no second round effects, the, uh, the case for it is being understated by a lot of people. I know in the goods front, having to go and try and fill a house recently uh, with furniture, having a lot of discussions with, uh, with uh, retailers in that space and every single one was talking about freight rates being far higher than what they used to be and uh, no cost for the materials and adding that up and passing it on to customers and being successful. Yeah, I, I'm going to go shop for a new couch this weekend, a new sofa, I think we say in Australia. Um, any tips? Uh, I mean, I'm not looking forward to it. This is not this is not the highlight of my weekend, but it's got to be done. Uh, yeah, it depends. Uh, I, I like some lumbar support, a bit more firmer than, uh, than soft. <laughs> and uh, I also like the ability to go put the, uh, the feet up, electronic little gadgets on the sides. Like, <laughs> I, I'm a... Being, being a new father, I, uh, I nearly fell asleep a couple of times testing out the sofas and cat, <laughs> just like pulled back and all of a sudden I was like, oh, geez. You and my kids would get along great. It's embarrassing going to the shops with them and then pushing all those buttons. I spend my entire time saying, don't push the buttons. Don't push the buttons. Take your feet off. Take your feet off. I don't know if I'm into the, the gadgets on my couch. What I really like is to have a wide seat, like a deep seat. Uh, anyways. I was thinking more along prices, but uh, <laughs> the negotiations. Oh, look, uh, I reckon you can negotiate. I reckon they're not letting on as much that uh, a lot of demand has been brought forward. And uh, I think that they're starting to go, whilst they had supply constraints, and that's why they're yeah. passing on now, I suspect from a few of the, uh, no, just anecdotal things. Uh, and I was getting told, oh, like, no, we've got a new, uh, new warehouse that we're opening down the road. And you only see like a limited amount of our range here. And we can go and negotiate and go and change on the other uh, types of couches in real. So it's like, yeah, you know what's coming. And, I, and yes, I, I am. And I did. And I've been using the, uh, no, anyone who's got no buy now, pay later, plus yeah, yeah. all over. I'm like, oh, how about you just go and cut off 5% because, you know, I'll save you the other uh, trouble. Yeah, right. And uh, it works. Does it? Yeah, yeah. okay. That's the, that's the kind of tip I was looking for, Scuddy. There see, we go. We got there in the end. Lumbar support. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of buy now, pay later, what a segue into the stock of the day, which is Sezzle. Let's take a listen to what Claude Walker from A Rich Life and Rudy Filipek van Dyke from FN Arena had to say about Sezzle, that company that uh, is now thinking about listing in the US. My view is that actually the main play and main value of these businesses is massive scale and then, and then the quality of those customers. Uh, if, if we look at the, the customer base of Sezzle, an interesting point is actually one of their big cust or one of the big users of Sezzle is GameStop. 
Um, and if you look on SimilarWeb, that actually is providing the most traffic at the moment. For me, the end game for Afterpay is probably going to be much more profitable than the end game for Sezzle. So as a result, you know, I guess if I was interested in buying our pay later, I, w I would probably sell most of the small ones and, and buy into the, to like the, the absolute market leaders like Afterpay. Australia gave the world buy now, pay later. Yeah. We, we should be proud of that one. Yep. The disadvantage of that one is that we have a lot of players going into that market and, and they will not all survive, not all have a profitable uh, outlook and everything. Having said so, most of them coming from very low base and, and it's, a, it's a rapidly growing market still. Mm -hmm. Now people are asking questions right. and they're asking questions about margins, they're asking questions about how long can this space continue, etc. So I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be too enthusiastic here. I would personally, I would wait until that US listing is in place and until we know whether the shareholders are selling okay. stock and you would, right. do, you would do much better, lot less risk as well. So that is not going in the portfolio. So yeah, Sezzle, BNPL, quite a hot little area of the market. Yeah, the uh, share market liked that news, but I think more so the, uh, rather than uh, the, uh, the quarterly update and moving into Brazil, I think they like the idea of a, a yeah. US listing where they're more forgiving when it comes to, uh, to these high growth companies. Interesting, the, uh, the US IPO wouldn't go and mention to us uh, during the interview anything of any details whatsoever, just for the fact of thinking about it and that they plan to remain listed here. I wasn't convinced, I've got to say, yeah. that, uh, that they'll still be in the ASX before too long. Well, I mean, Sezzle doesn't really have operations here either, um, or, uh, even a customer base here. It is very much focused on the US and on Canada and now Brazil seems like. Okay, PointsBet Holding was another one of those companies that did really well today. Misoblast on some trial results coming through. Had a quarterly coming through from Origin. It did pretty well on the back of that one. Booktopia updating on its third quarter revenues looking pretty good by the end of the session still. AMP held its AGM today. Looks like it will close lower though or it's closed low I should say even though it had a second. It, it did narrowly miss a second vote second strike against its remuneration report resmed out with the quarterly down today pretty significantly as well and bubs getting hammered after saying that its revenue was down about 40 percent beach though you've got cannot look past beach pulling its production guidance uh talking about the five-year outlook as well urgently undertaking a review of its western flank shares down more than 20 percent really throughout the day today. So pretty dismal finish to the week for Beach Petroleum. They're not going to be too happy. Yeah, I was surprised there wasn't any guidance with that one given mm. beforehand because uh, it was such a shock to the market. You can see the share price reaction. Yeah. Okay. So we are looking forward to Monday. Already, we'll be speaking with the Dubber CEO to, um, well, pretty early in the piece. We'll start, though, by taking a look at markets and what to expect for the week with our regulars, Carl Capulinga from a technical perspective and Ryan Felsman from Comsec. Uh, Kyle McIntyre from Firetrail will be joining us. Joe Masters, Chief Economist from EY. And Bank Reporting starts on Monday. We will be speaking here on Osbiz First with Peter King, CEO of Westpac, first cab off the ranks in terms of these, uh, these half-yearly reports coming from the banks. Looking at uh, investor uh, credit growth today in the uh, financial aggregates in the RBA, they're picking up, and uh, we know that Westpac has a larger than uh, than uh, market share of our uh, investor land, so very interesting. Interesting, and we'll be talking provisioning. So when will these companies start to roll off these provisions on the books? Um, 
look, we will perhaps call it a day there. We um, really appreciate you joining us throughout the week for the podcast, for the newsletter and the live stream, however you choose, or the VOD as well on the site, however you choose to consume Ozbiz, thank you for doing so. Tell your friends. Scotty, have a good weekend. I'll be saying ciao. Ciao. Take care. You too. See you. Bon voyage. (laughs) See ya. See ya.